0: too much time in California. Now I got that Rona. Gotta be alone. Staring at my phone. Gotta be alone. Gotta be
1: alone.
0: Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in to the Alonavirus podcast. I think my camera's a little askew. Whatever. Wait, maybe I'll try to fix it. Um Are we askew? I think that's better. Uh, you let me know in the comments, you know, like you always do. All, all two of my viewers. Something in my mouth now. All kinds of problems. I'm well lit, though. So that's different. So, um, for some reason, I'm coming off, directly off, looking at, uh, unfortunately looking at comments and things. Did I say comments? This is not going well. Comments that people are making on Facebook. Oh, yeah, camera's just going fully down. I'm. Lo- I was just looking at the nonsense that people are putting on Facebook and Instagram for some reason, I made a mistake. I've mistaken. And, uh, this camera's driving me nuts. I can't, there are still people that think vaccines are like, bad, but now there are new reasons. It used to be autism, but that got thrown out the window because the person who originally published that was proven way wrong and lost his license and then it took a few more years and people were like, Oh, maybe that maybe this isn't true. And now people are think that vaccines are microchips. People think that they're getting microchipped when they get vaccines. Even in this climate where everyone is like get, uh, getting this virus, and the man, this camera thing is is this is nuts. We're we're in a world where there's a lethal virus outside. We can't, we don't know where it is. The only intervention that's going to work whenever it happens is a vaccine, if it happens, and people are still willing to say vaccines are bad, Bill Gates is behind it, and he wants to microchip everybody for some purpose. He wants to Microsoft everybody. It's insane. I bet in a few years people are going to opt for microchips whenever that technology is a thing. Anyway, people are going to want that for some reason. We already have like, we already got you know devices on our hips and on our wrists, like it's just going to become more and more integrated. Anyway, I'm I'm not like a conspiracy theorist at all. I just think like that's the way technology is going, and people somehow think that everyone's out to get them with this technology that I don't think even exists. But vaccines have saved so many millions of lives and not even save it prevented disease most of us probably wouldn't be here if someone before us had not been inoculated for some terrible disease we we are so privileged to not have to look at and know what diseases like polio and you know the measles and smallpox do to a person we don't have to know you know we live in this like amazing world where we are we have, we can die luxurious deaths from diabetes and, and heart disease, you know, and just things that like, that are ultimately deaths of wealth, if you think about it. The de- you know, people used to die from, from tuberculosis and the flu way more often and all kinds of communicable stuff and, oh man, I'm losing it. Oh, I'm losing it. The camera's going down. And now we're here, and we have this wonderful ability to prevent future generations from getting these viruses. And people want people are just so stupid and into themselves, and everyone thinks they know better than experts. I don't think anybody should blindly follow anyone. Never question everyone. I'm not, I don't support this government or really any government I've ever lived under. I think it sucks, but. That doesn't, that doesn't mean we have to like, it's too easy to think that there's just like this group of people that are out to get us and they're going to get us. Like that's just, that's, it's naive and it's, it's ignorant. I mean, it's just a complete ignorance of really well supported facts. And so that's what I'm thinking about right now. Stupidly, this is what I was looking at and it's a bummer. I wish people weren't so stupid, but not even that. I wish people just, like, weren't so confident in their lack of expertise. It's just, it's such a strange thing, and then they put it out there for everyone to see, and then some people are like, yeah, and then everybody else is like, why are you doing this? It hurts me. But then you keep reading them, you know. Anyway, I don't want to make this longer than it has to be because we have a wonderful wonderful conversation with a wonderful man, my friend Jamie who shares his his alona corona story with me and now with all of you. Uh Jamie has been kind enough to share his experience from Canada, the great white north, east, west. He's in uh Vancouver, Canada and he is one of the many millions now who unexpectedly lost their jobs, and he is, you know, nice enough and vo- and willing and open enough to talk about that. And uh, he's got a he's got a good story. He seems like he's doing really well uh, despite all of this. So I'm happy about that, and I was really happy to talk to him. And um, and you're gonna love him. And everyone's story is unique, so I I'm glad to share his and. Look forward to sharing more and don't read the comments anywhere. Okay. All right. Here's me and Jamie. Well, uh, well, let's get into it. So here we are. Thanks Jamie for joining me on the podcast. Jamie is in Canada and that is, you're the only Canadian or not Canadian, but the only person uh, within the borders of Canada. That I have had on this podcast.
1: Well, then I'm honored to represent Canada as an, as an American. Is that what Canada looks like? <laughs> yes, it's, it's, we have white walls and we hang our jackets, you know. I don't say A. Hang my, do. cha-
0: hang my jacket like a real champ. Do people talk <laughs> like that? No, not at all. <laughs> uh, maybe that's just uh... Did you say chap? Champ. Oh, hey, champ. champ champ champ
1: oh no no oh you betcha they say like you betcha oh, you betcha champ no yeah oh the story we had i've had some really good stories recently
0: uh it, tell me it, it a, doesn't, tell me tell me a it, story <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no we actually we were we were trying to set up uh 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 shit uh drawful with some people on the island on victoria in victoria I'm uh-huh. uh, my roommate's sister, and she was like taking a long time. She's like, guys, I'm really sorry. <laughs> and it was just like so beautiful. It was it was amazing.
0: So you live with Canadians?
1: I live with one Canadian and one Brit. He's from London. She's oh. from Toronto.
0: And yeah. you
1: guys are quarantined pretty much? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird. I don't know what the standing rules are right now for BC, for Vancouver. I assume that we are a shelter in... no I don't think we're shelter in place, so like I'm going out on runs um, we went to a beach along the the highway that goes up to Whistler yesterday. It was gorgeous mm. um, people are out, but not not any more than that I don't think like and, and not like, people really are... in groups No, I mean you see a lot of people out, but everybody's like everybody seems to be kind of respecting these. So keep distance, um, stay in small groups, like like go out with your family and only your family if you're gonna go out with people. Um, so I feel like separate of the shit show that I I'm observing from afar down south, up here people seem to be following the rules. Although I'm in like happy town part of Vancouver, like
0: but what do you mean know? down south? You mean the US?
1: The US, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's what you call it now?
1: Yeah, south of the wall. I'm north of the wall.
0: <laughs> and what's what? Are, like, what's the vibe like in your house? Are people like
1: freaked uh, out or? It, we're actually like the three of us together. We get along really well, and we're actually like doing well. I think each of us alone or separate, you know, have our moments or our half days. Where like an evening, maybe Alex will just be in a room all night, or George will be in his room, or I, I really I, I rarely have kind of retired to my own quarters in the evenings um, <laughs>
0: it seems like you're definitely living with a in ra- a mansion I
1: have retired to my quarters <laughs> yeah but uh yeah that was that sounded pretty funny um, I, I don't know like we just we're just doing I think we're doing well as a unit uh, honestly
0: um, and do you guys operate as a unit
1: uh, I don't need, I don't know what that means.
0: Like, are you guys kind of in it together? Like as far as going out grocery shopping and that kind of thing, like one person yeah, will go yeah. or like you're looking out for, how how's that work?
1: Uh, well, we tried the one person going out uh, last weekend and it didn't work well. Um, we kind of made a, a lisp and then Alex, Alex went out and, bought a bunch of stuff and came back. And like, as we're unpacking, I'm like, I'm not going to eat any of this stuff. Like, um, so we kind of just decided like, all right, listen, like, yeah, it increases exposure, but we're just going to do our own thing when it comes to food, because we're just, that's the one thing I think that we don't really, and we'll make dinners and stuff. Uh, Like George made us uh, chili last night. I made tacos uh, like a couple nights ago. So we'll do that here and there, but we're not shopping together. And we've all we've all said, okay, it's it's okay if we all go to the grocery store and get shit. Mm. And then yeah. Which, you know, I I don't know how safe or unsafe I feel like going out into public. Like BC, the numbers continue to increase, but they're they're like steady between the 40 to 70 people a day. Like we don't we don't see we're not seeing spikes. Mm um i don't know how many total i don't know how many total cases we're at yet
0: is uh i actually should have i usually have a big page of notes but i i don't right now but like that's okay Are uh vancouver or like bc hospitals is it pretty maxed out or
1: not no, no, no. at all we're, be- we're we're i think we're well below capacity right now primarily and i and so alex is a journalist so she's kind of tapped into all the local uh, news and stuff um, they've canceled all surgeries so I guess there's a lot of medical capacity uh, because of that but no I don't think beds are near capacity I think we have maybe two or three primary hospitals in the greater Vancouver area and I think our city has like the me- metropolitan area has like 750,000 people mm. and so like three to f- go ahead no, no you go no, I just think, I think there's three to four major hospitals. So like where I live there, Vancouver is all water. And when you get into the city, like it's like East Van and then Vancouver, and then there's a huge uh, waterway that splits the rest of Canada from the Southern part of Vancouver. And I live on the North shore. So you cr- you, there's two bridges to get to where I live, um, North Vancouver. Uh, so I think we have one major hospital up here, and then maybe there's two to three in the city. Mm.
0: And being that you're not a Canadian citizen, like how does that uh, how does it work with the healthcare system there? I know they have um, like mm. single single payer. It's a single payer system right?
1: I don't know what what can you def- what does that mean?
0: Uh, it's like um, government healthcare. Essentially yes, it's it like is, the government pays for it.
1: Yes, it is. It is fully government sponsored. Um, I've actually been in an interesting, uh, situation trying to figure some things out cause I was actually fired last week or laid off due to COVID among, I think 30 plus people in, in my company. So I've been trying to figure out healthcare and what that means for me.
0: And that's why you moved to Canada for, yeah, for work. Yeah
1: so and i came up in you, september and
0: yeah and you have now joined the COVID cohort of the yeah. many
1: who millions are, and millions of people
0: millions and millions of people who are out of work because of this just like suddenly right like <laughs> you would you just moved up there and you would be you know going strong at work barring anything crazy happening like this trying to yeah and yeah. it's just like super out of the blue and unexpected
1: yeah pretty much yeah it, man. well it was unexpected I there was, it wasn't a good fit for me this place and there was some politics going on so I actually think like I was partly COVID and partly like a political my boss didn't want me around anymore and I had already been starting to think about what was next so so for me like this wasn't a bad thing for me. Like I, I was already thinking about moving on at some point. It just was. It just wasn't. It wasn't what I expected. It just wasn't the right fit. Okay.
0: Well, I'm sorry that you lost your job, and like ah. unexpectedly. Anyway, but
1: yeah. So what is Thank that?
0: You. What is this situation? Like, ah. are you kind of stuck? Like, well, how does that work?
1: Um. Okay. So. For me to work up here, I had to apply for, there's different governing bodies that sponsor, um, foreigners to work. Mine, mine was through the province. So the province of British Columbia sponsored me along with the company I worked for. Um, and it's a process and then you get your work visa and it is contingent on your work is contingent on, uh, working for that specific employer. So basically after I lost my job, um, after speaking with the company's immigration lawyer, uh, she said, the visa that I have, which is a two-year visa is still valid, but it kind of in in the meantime, reverts to just a residency visa. So I am legally allowed to reside in Canada until September of 21. So I'm legally allowed to stay here uh, for the time being because the, the body that sponsored me doesn't know I got let go. I can continue to look for work as long as I can find an employer who's willing to take on the company side of the sponsorship. I don't, you know, in this landscape, I don't have confidence that I'd be able to do that anytime soon. Um, but you're trying to stay in Canada for the time being. Yeah.
0: Would you be yeah, able to time- even come home if you wanted to?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think most countries right now that are on lockdown, won't say no to their citizens unless their citizens are sick. Yeah. Like I don't think the border would stop me from coming in. Yeah. Um, I don't think so either. And I, and my, and, and this is the interesting, interesting spin. Like I'm figuring out healthcare and my motivation to stay up. The biggest part of my motivation to stay up here is one, I believe I continue to have full coverage, even if I'm not employed which means I haven't, I don't incur costs. And then at the same time, I do qualify for a $2,000 a month COVID benefit for up to four months. Really? So which, which pretty much dollar dollar for dollar covers my living expenses up here. So I can kind of hang out up here for four months and chill out and get some relaxed
0: time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Just start. At some point thinking about what's next you know i don't want to rush into anything yeah have you and, and thankful go ahead. And, and thankfully uh i'm able to financially do this as well like i can i can weather the storm for the time being which a lot of people can't
0: yeah uh i think i have a, a couple questions about what you said but I, i'm curious have you used the healthcare system at all since you've been there
1: no i don't even know how to go see a doctor like I I have no clue, um, and like when when like they went through benefits with the company like and they started going through things like, yeah, it's great for I think like emergency care and basic doctor needs, um, but it's kind of fuzzy beyond that a little bit. Um, yeah, i things f- for heard like heard that because yeah. because there's like there's like the MSP the the medical service plan which is the government plan and then and then companies will sponsor like a third party addition that include like massages and acupuncture and, you know, naturopath doctors and uh, physiotherapy, things like that, mental health. uh, And those benefits actually are great, but they're very, they're very low. It's been interesting, but I I have not interacted with the system at all. Not at all. Okay. No, not once.
0: Um, Well, I imagine you could ask your Canadian roommate how that works. Oh yeah, or, um, I'm sure there. You got plenty of people. You, if you needed to, you would figure it out pretty easily, right?
1: Yeah, I think so. I yeah. mean, I don't, I don't think I don't want to go near a. No, that's the last place you want to be. Doctor anytime soon.
0: I know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I've been having like some stomach issues, just yeah. nothing terrible, but just like weird stuff that I might go see a doctor for nor- normally, but mm-hmm. there's no way I would do that right now. I'm just, just like trying to figure it out
1: doesn't make sense. Yeah. I, I like, I've also been trying to figure out some health stuff and I was like, before this all really started, I was like ready to start jumping in again and start exploring and learning again. And now I can't. So it's like, I just deal with what I got and it's diet and exercise yeah. for a while. Diet and exercise. Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to add, so the, the benefits, those are like, sort of the equivalent to unemployment benefits here?
1: Uh, There's two different things here. So there's a COVID specific one that is completely decoupled from uh, unemployment up here. So that Uh, goes to anybody? Uh, Anybody that has been impacted by COVID financially can apply for this benefit. Okay. Uh, They don't in the immediate, like you don't have the same requirements on you to get the benefit like you do for unemployment where you have to show that you're actively pursuing jobs and, and you know, all of the kind of stuff that you're seeing in the States, like it has really no stipulations to it, but you have to reapply every four weeks.
0: Yeah. And, and so those, those things combine to the $2,000 you're talking about?
1: No, no. So just the, the COVID. So the COVID is $500 a month or $500 a week. Um, I believe the max unemployment benefit is like $573 a week. Uh,
0: Okay. Okay. I don't,
1: you don't, I don't think you can get both at the same time. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't, I don't think.
0: Yeah. Well, I think as far as I understand it now with everyone filing for unemployment here, you don't have to be actively pursuing other work. I, th- I know that, that yeah. normally you do, but I don't think... Oh, right th- this is like a
1: COVID thing in the States?
0: Yeah, I uh, I applied for unemployment in California, and there was like mm-hmm. a whole COVID coronavirus section that's like if you have even lost hours due to coronavirus, then you okay. are eligible. And it said nothing about like seeking other work or anything. I also have not heard anything back and i'm not in california so i don't know if i've gotten anything in the mail so who knows
1: oh so so you 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 still have not heard back so you're not collecting an employment yet as far as i know oh, i'm not it's crazy like how how do you, how does a system go from like maybe a couple hundred thousand people max to 10 million people how do you deal with that
0: i don't know and especially i'm i'm sure that there are plenty of those people in la or, you know big city
1: like you can't review that volume of materials you just have to like bulk approve people or something like so i am going to probably apply for unemployment in california as well um, in california i might or, yeah i might be gaming the system or attempt to game the system but i mean i've paid in for 15 years of my life like i should be able to have this benefit if i need it yeah. Well, let me know how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, here's, the, here's the funny thing. It's so, cause I, I looked, I got the application yesterday and it was like, if you've lived in another state or out or Canada in the last 18 months, I have to write, I have to fill out the form and fax it in.
0: That's what I did. Cause I worked, had to f- I've worked in multiple States in the last however yeah. long. So I had to,
1: I you find a fax machine.
0: I downloaded a fax app, and I had to pay ten (laughs) bucks just to send it. Yeah, send it to me. (laughs) You just look up fax in the app store. There's a bunch of them, but and so you can just like send it to a phone number, basically. But I I have no idea if it worked because I haven't heard anything back. There's no confirmation. Like, what do I even expect to get? And then so I had to use my local address in Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. So like I. I have no idea if I got anything in the mail and my roommate hasn't contacted me. I don't mm-hmm. even know if he's still in the, the apartment or in the world. I have no idea.
1: <laughs> he might not be out of this world. <laughs> we don't know. You can say that about everybody. Right
0: now. <laughs> I know. Well, he worked in healthcare, so I thought I thought it was a little bit of a risk living there, but he, for some reason, lost his jobs, too, working mm-hmm. at a hospital. Which I think is crazy, but he's on unemployment and he works in healthcare.
1: hmm It's so funny like losing my job last week, it came as, it came as a shock to a lot of people that I work with. but like people like can't hate like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. like how are you doing? like And I, and I get that like oh, so many people. We wrap ourselves up in in this thing and w- what it means to us and provides for us, but like, I I don't know. It's it's like it's like almost a death. Like people kind of approach it like a death. And she's like, guys, I'm I'm okay. Like, yeah, we're all okay. We're all okay, whether we realize it or not. Like,
0: yeah, I've been saying that too. I mean, work is definitely not. It's definitely not your identity. It's not mine. It's. Probably many people's identity though. It's a big part of your life. You know, you spend so much time doing it and it's, it it keeps you able to do so many things. But I mean, I've never had a job that I would cry over. (laughs) You know, (laughs) like I don't (laughs) care about work is like the last thing I care about.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I think I'm changing my attitudes on that. Like I used to be the full, like you have to be passionate about what you do. And now I'm realizing it's, uh, you don't have to, you don't have to have that to be happy. Like, that's what I felt like, okay, I'll be happy if, if I find something I'm passionate about and I'm learning that the like, that's not reality. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent.
0: Yeah, that's okay. (laughs) I think it almost the other, the opposite the reciprocal almost makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. not, uh, if you find,
1: uh, what did you say? (laughs) If you find, if you're passionate about your work, like it's, it's like the, like, if I have this, then I have that. Like if I haven't, if I find this career that I'm passionate about, I will find happiness along with it. Oh
0: yeah. I forget what my thought was, but I feel like the passion is more, that what makes you happy and it doesn't necessarily need to be coupled happy. with a job or not yeah so yeah. many people no. I, I just don't ever want to be one of those people that has a job just to survive and I've made it a point not to and uh, you know yeah. it's uh, it's been d- difficult but I think I'm happier
1: yeah you're a hustler man and and it it feels when i'm around you or when i talk to you that you're happy so good on you
0: well thanks but you too <laughs> and you, you've been working for a long time so Fucking i don't man. they're not uh they're not mutually exclusive or or associated or, or or you know all of a sudden i lost my ability to talk but that's great for a podcast
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're still dusting the cop, but you're, you're, you're taking your training <laughs> wheels off. This is your first podcast series ever, correct? But you've been on podcasts.
0: No, no, I've done uh, – this is my third, technically. But they're all oh, kind of okay. like – this is the only one that has an end in sight. Like, as soon as the quarantine stuff is over, I don't see how I can continue doing this. I don't even see how mm-hmm. I can continue doing this from California. Like, I don't even have a setup, and I can't talk mm-hmm. loud in my apartment so <laughs> i don't even think i want to do it but it's a good project for me here and it's also mm-hmm. i don't know i think it's it's insightful to just kind of share what's going on in the world i talked to my friend in bulgaria like nobody's talking about bulgaria right now but he's in quarantine and it's like super weird for him too you know That's pretty it's weird. just like such yeah. a such a worldwide thing i talked to our friend jason in japan and i I just put that one out today, and you know they're not even in quarantine.
1: It's just like a bizarre in J- world in Japan. Yeah, I was gonna That's- say like is is this a is this a point in history or in time where we as a as humanity share one thing in common, and that is quarantine? But I guess we're not there yet. Like you can't say the whole world is on is in quarantine, especially when you're seeing like Turkmenistan, like arresting people for talking about it like it's fucked up yeah
0: we're not sharing the quarantine but we're definitely sharing something
1: we are all afraid of the
0: same thing right now
1: yes and whether or not
0: we're handling it the same way that's Mm -hmm. you know that differs a little bit quarantine is pretty widespread right now
1: how yeah but how afraid do you think 22 year olds on daytona beach florida are during spring break (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't mean we, as in every individual. I just no, mean we, I, I as know. in populations. And
1: I'm, I'm, I'm joking. It's the yeah, focus, I,
0: I the focus of news and conversation everywhere in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's definitely. I'm trying to document something. Like we're going to forget what this was like in a couple of years, most likely.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, like absolutely.
1: Do you believe that society will be different? moving out of this
0: yeah i do and uh i think directly coming out of this whatever that means i think as cases begin to decline worldwide i think there's still gonna be a wariness for big groups and social gatherings and things like that i think uh yeah i think at least until there's a vaccine that's like, okay, we're all immune to this. Now we don't have to worry about it. And that day may never come, but it also might come next year or whatever. Or maybe there's a great yeah. treatment. There's a home run treatment. that's like, well, you can still get it. But if you do, you know, you pop these pills for five days and then you're fine. Like, yeah, not a big deal, but I don't think we're going to get there anytime soon. So I think as we get out of this initial state of, of pandemic worldwide i think that there's still going to be like okay there's still a possibility that this could come back so we have to be careful you're going to see a lot of people mm-hmm. wearing masks a lot of industries are going to suffer like people aren't going to be going out to eat as much people aren't going to be going to sporting events live shows that kind of thing for a while at least yeah. that's my prediction and i i think it makes sense So people are going to have to adapt and people who work in those industries are going to have to adapt as well, figure something out. I I think things are going to be different for a while.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do too. It it breaks my heart. And I I like at this point, like, you, you know, I've gone through the could it have been different thought experiment many times in my head. And I actually like, it was inevitable. We knew it. We knew we weren't prepared. People had been saying it for years, and and, and then it came. And There's plenty of
0: evidence that we weren't prepared.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It, it was pretty inevitable. I, it, they say, you know, something around every hundred years, and we're due. Yeah,
1: and this, yeah, 1918 was 102 years ago. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we weren't, weren't prepared, you know, 10 years ago, but we're even less prepared now than we were 10 years ago. And it's just, I think you're right. Mm. I think it was just, it's just uh it was inevitable. And also we have all this technology now that it just seems so violently different, but like people have done this before social distancing. I thought that was a coin, a term that was coined, you know, this time around. But, like, they use it's social now. distancing in during the Spanish flu. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. what it was. You know, people have been in quarantine forever. It's, like, just how you deal with these situations. And it seems absolutely crazy and unpredictable, unprecedented that we are in this position, this situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's not.
1: I've also had uh, many, many episodes of excitement, like, holy shit, like, look at what we're living through right now, like, this, I I don't know if you can compare it to a world war yet, I I don't know, I don't don't know if it is comparable in that way, but, like, what an event to be alive and, and awake for. And, and, and like, look at the political landscape of the United States during it. Like, holy fucking shit, it's like the perfect goddamn storm.
0: I know. And can you imagine if it was like a couple months earlier before like the Democratic primaries had started? I feel like it would be
1: even more different. I, I agree. Like, it's different in that, in that, like, Bernie would have looked it, real good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, he does look real good right now
1: (laughs) compared to a guy who can't get his thoughts straight. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And Biden, and not Trump, and Biden, obviously.
0: Yeah, I know. I I know what you mean. Okay. Yeah. Um, I do have uh, questions that I ask every guest. Standardized questions, and we can continue talking about whatever afterwards if you if you have more that you want to say. But these are the questions. Answer them however you want. Um, if you were not in quarantine right now, what do you think you would be doing? Well, let's say, uh, it's, it's Monday afternoon, right? So like right now, today at 3.30. Yeah, now, what do
1: you think you'd be doing? Uh, I'd either be in a meeting or at my desk, plugging away, trying to figure out uh, – how to bring some uh, clarity amongst chaos at the company that I was at yeah, um, and, ha- and how to manage the politics at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it'd be, life would be normal. I'd probably, Monday night, I'd probably finish 5.30 or 6, maybe walk across the street. There's a climbing gym across the street from where I work. Go for a quick little session or the weather's starting to turn nice. Like the last two days were been gorgeous. So maybe ride some, uh, some trails mountain mountain bike on the North shore. I'd be outside somewhere probably.
0: That's what you wish you were doing right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: With like the freedom to choose, to choose who, who I want to see or go on a ride with or not see like right now, we only have the choice really who we don't want to see. If you think about it, like we're confined in a house with people. Technically, we're only supposed to see those people. Uh-huh. So I don't even have an, the, the people outside of my home isn't even an option physically. So I, the only choice that I get is whether I see my roommates or not. Okay. Makes sense in my in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Are you
0: seeing me right now? I do count? see you,
1: but it but this is different. Is this different? Is this the same? I don't know.
0: I don't know. Do you think Zoom created this virus? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, what well, what well, it was five G, dude.
0: <laughs> oh, what? I'm just I don't like even know. apparently there's a thing where in LA especially th- uh-huh. they kind of like secretly use this time to put up all these. 5g cell phone towers that we're supposed no. to be like oh you can't we're, we're under the guise of uh no not even a guise. it's just like everyone's home like let's do this in secret so nobody can tell and apparently 5g is somehow connected to the spread of this virus <laughs> or it like knocks your immune system down to a place that makes you susceptible i don't even understand what the conspiracy is supposed to be it doesn't make yeah. sense to me but i'm i guess we all, uh,
1: the bees are dying too eat- jamie Oh god, well the the bees are dying and that's a big fucking problem. We could talk about that. Um, it 5G Paul, equals ecosystems is going to save the world. But I don't know <laughs> if you realize this?
0: 5G equals uh-huh. 5 bees Di- dead. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you just make that up? Yeah. <laughs> that's good. I like that.
0: It's not that good. All right, second question. Yes. Um What, how do I usually order this? All right, second question will be, what good do you think will come out of this whole situation?
1: Okay, a few things came to mind. Just, I think it's it's making people, I think, affluent society, the society that you and I live in. Uh, we, as a whole, or on the aggregate, are starting to live way beyond our means. Our governments are. We personally are. Um, and I think with the fucking rug being pulled out from millions and millions of people, it, I think it's going to cause a lot of people to take a long look at what we value um, in terms of saving money uh social interactions like all of these things that we take for granted or or the lifestyles we've created in this consumerism world and and i think hopefully we start realizing the value of things more and strive to uh, acknowledge that moving forward. So like being smarter with money, really valuing the time we have with people. Like if I go out for a drink with some, some friends, like that's a, that's a luxury that a lot of people on this planet don't have. And we take that for granted. So at least like I hope that people start realizing that more because it's been taken away from us in a way. And, and I think it's super important for the general wellness of the world to start realizing that and being thankful for what we do have. Does that make sense? Yeah. Definitely.
0: Reassess values get some perspective. Yeah, I agree. Did you have more to add or? I don't know. I think, you don't have to. I just thought it looked like you did in your face.
1: In my face. Yeah. Keep. Next question.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what do you fear most coming out of this situation?
1: Coming out or being in? Was... E-
0: yeah, either one. However you want to answer Okay. okay
1: well obviously do my health problems put me at risk that's that's been a fear that I've that's come and gone um and like I definitely have uh taken a long look into mortality I think more at this point in my life than any other point for me for my parents for the people that I love and then that's just the value thing the value gets back to the value thing too like Um, so I'm afraid of getting sick and the ones that I love getting sick, but I also have feel like I have a pretty liberal stance on death and understand that it's just a part of life and uh, it's something I can't control as much as I want to, as we, I want to think we can. Uh, the question was, what am I afraid of coming out of this? Right. Yeah. Okay i i am afraid that it is it is going to kind of tear the fabric of how we interact socially or we won't get all the the freedoms and liberties back that we had before all this and and it will like more more so like that back of the mind fear whether that's always there moving forward or will there be a point where it's not a thought anymore and we and we are back into just being in the world and not having to walk around people at the grocery store or wash your hands as much as you should Um, it's just it's freedom it's losing freedom in so many different ways like yeah so biggest fear is fear of losing freedoms in in so many ways
0: it's been interesting to talk to people and hear them answer that question and it's it's so interesting how several people have said they hope things don't get back to normal. And then other people say, I hope things get back to normal. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like, but they mean very different things. Like people don't want things to get back to normal in the sense that they don't want to just return to this like consumerist, again, going back to the values, like you mentioned, like they want those things to change, but everyone does seem to be afraid that the way we interact and the way we're together is different. And I, yeah. you know, so many companies and, and workplaces are talking about like, oh, we could have been doing remote work this whole time. Let's, let's just move mm-hmm. to that. And I mean, does that feel weird to you? Do you think it's important? Like, to is work?
1: it? Yes, yes. For me personally, yes. Um, like like I, I, I had these shower thoughts all the time. Like one recent one was like, is this the beginning is this the beginning of our long process towards like a ready player one reality? I didn't see it. Uh, or, or even a matrix reality, like similar, but, but different. Um, and maybe that, that step has already happened 50 years ago for all I know, but like, is this actually a step along the way towards that dystopia? I, I don't know, but it's really interesting to think about. Um, would you have judged I, me if, if I said I didn't see the Matrix either? No. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I don't care. All right. Like, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. That sparks, that sparks some thoughts and memories, but that's for another time.
0: Well, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Um, the last question, and you can answer this one however you want is mm-hmm. how long can you c- go with this quarantine? Like what, what do you think?
1: I, before I answer that question, yeah. I want to talk about religion and the coronavirus. Before you answer the no. question? No, after I answered the question, but I didn't want to lose okay. That, that. Okay. Moment. Okay. Um, Uh, how long can I go? Like, are you thriving or
0: can you not wait to get out?
1: I'm, I'm thriving. Okay. And, And it, I'm doing really well. And I think that has more to do with like the emotional self work that I've done in the last few years to, to become who I am and the resilience that I've gotten from it. And I'm really kind of enjoying this or not even like not that i'm enjoying what's happening like i'm just okay with it like i get up even like i don't have a job right now i could be in in pajamas in my bed hating life or not like what's the fucking point for feeling sorry for yourself this is the reality we're in so let's let's mourn the loss get over it and be be in this day like And that's what I've been telling my roommates, like, because, because they, they get triggered here and there. And I'm like, guys, just be in the, try and be in this day. Like, if you look at it as a, as a big thing on the whole, yes, it is fucking overwhelming. Like, oh my God, we've been, we've been in quarantine now. This is our fourth week. People are dying all over the world. And there's no, there's no sight, you know, there's no end in sight. If you, if you continue to choose to focus on that, that's your reality. That's what you're creating, but like be in this day. So to get back to your question, I mean, I'm sure there's a point where I'm like, all right, I'm ready to, I'm ready to like fucking hang out with somebody. Um, but I think I could do this for a while. And like, I live in a playground, like there's mountains behind my house. We were on a beach yesterday overlooking the house sound, which is one of the most beautiful places in the world, like with nobody near us. Um, so i'm lucky in that way in that way yeah and we are still allowed to go outside and 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 whatnot yeah
0: it's a good answer i have uh i also feel that way i feel like i'm i'm so sorry about the state of the world but i myself am doing really well you know yeah, yeah. and i have likened it to Pauly Shore and jury duty where he just <laughs> tries to keep the, the thing going on as long as possible because he's got the nice <laughs> the nice setup at the hotel he's in the suite and he keeps like voting oh against God. everybody else in the jury so he's like it's just like no nah. and it's just like a really obvious case that the guy did it or whatever and he's just like nah and he's just making it go on for longer than it has to
1: when you saw him in la did you go back and be like all right i gotta watch all his movies again like like, ah, I just have to. I
0: watched Biodome again, and it's great.
1: Mm-hmm. Jerry Duty, Biodome. What was the farm one? There was one on him, him on a farm. Uh, son-in-law.
0: <laughs>
1: Encino man. Yep.
0: I think he had a five-picture deal.
1: Does, yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, but I I, I I agree with you. Well, and my my mood definitely ebbs with how much – I'm consuming in terms of information. Um, you know, if I'm in my, on my cell phone reading so much shit and all this, like my heart fucking breaks for the world right now. Like I, 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 I can't handle it sometimes how bad things are even beyond coronavirus. It just fucking breaks my heart. But like, that's again, a choice. Like we all have a choice on how we handle this. Yep. Yeah
0: um okay so you said you wanted to talk something about religion
1: what i like one of the questions you asked was like uh what 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 will we lose or gain or how will things be different or we we kind of talked about that a little bit and i I wonder like religiously if if religion like if this is another beginning of solidifying religion even more or like separating us and like those that believe will, will like grab onto religion stronger or like, will they see things happening in the world that you, that more so point to religion, religion. I'm not saying faith, religion failing them.
0: That's uh, so interesting that you, that you bring that up because I just, earlier today had this thought that was like mm-hmm. if i had made it to this age as a like a believer in god i think this mm-hmm. situation would have turned me around not turned me around but like made me probably stop
1: because of anger or because of information what why like i because <sighs> of, of of seeing cuz like I'm, you're you're of course we're seeing like singular situations but like you're seeing the pastors like saying like we're gonna use the wind of god to blow this virus away like and- i get
0: what brought me to that thought exactly but uh let me try to think about it it's definitely not the like there's always going to be people that are like oh this is all in god's plan which is like mm-hmm. you can't you can't really say anything to that argument it's just like okay if that's what you think like i can't i can't argue with that because it's just based on your opinion But, um, Mm -hmm. there was, man, I really wish there was like, just, just the, the information and like the state because viruses particularly, and we, I think we were talking about this the other day are just so like, they're just built to just take over your biology. And it's just
1: like a very crude,
0: but like violent thing. And if you it's just,
1: interesting. So, so you're a non-believer, yes? Yeah. You just use the word "built." Well,
0: I so I that's fair enough, and I I I'm not I point, I'm, I'm, I'm just yeah. saying it's
1: an It's it's pecu- it's peculiar, or, not, or curious that like, and I, I would I would say a lot of non-believers would say the exact same thing you're saying, and not connect that to some sort of thing or creator
0: yeah yeah so i I thought it was interesting i do have an issue when people use the word creatures like all creatures even if they're saying Mm -hmm. not saying like all god's creatures they're just like you know any creature because that implies Mm -hmm. like they were created by something creator yeah i never connected
1: the word creator to creature
0: but um built i think isn't as strict in my head because it's like Mm -hmm. biology can build something like our genes built like my genes built my body. In a very mm-hmm. real way, so mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't think that that implies like some external force necessarily, but it's a fair, yeah. it's a fair point. I don't know who built viruses, but like I think they just came together in the primordial soup, as we call it in biology.
1: And like when we were talking about what a virus is and, and whatnot, like it's amazing to me that it's not considered a living thing or an intelligent with intelligence and yet you know as you're reading through the the what uh, protein layers or whatever and wh- these are each programmed to do a specific thing and like how does that happen if this thing is not living or intelligent like it it, it just
0: it you puts me at awe
1: like i i am right. at awe in so many ways right now with with this whole fucking thing
0: you can't yeah. look at it as as it is now you have mm-hmm. to look at it as like a line of mistakes basically, or like mm-hmm. a line of evolution and improvements. Cause that's what evolution essentially is, is as things replicate, there is a, there are, is a mechanism for making mistakes kind of built in that has mm-hmm. survived because those mistakes, though most of them either make that organism less viable or have no effect sometimes mm-hmm. a mistake given the context of what's around them the environment sometimes those mistakes will just happen to make that thing better at surviving so mm-hmm. that those things that one thing with the mistake is then more likely to reproduce and reproduce that mistake and everything's mm-hmm. just built from there and so this virus viruses are the same in that they, they evolve because they have, you know, genetic material just like (laughs) organisms do. So they are subject to the force of evolution in that same way because they, they reproduce in an environment. So you can't look at it like, Oh wow, look at this amazing thing. And I think a lot of people that do believe in like creation make that mistake is like, look at you, like nobody can, this isn't just like, we can't come from a monkey. Like, look, look at what this is. It's this amazing magical creature or whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, well, you're taking it out of context and that's why it doesn't make sense. And I, you know, you kind of have to look at the virus the same way.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
0: Anyway, tangent, tangent.
1: No, it's a good tangent. It's, it's interesting.
0: Um, yeah. I want you to tell me if you can about the whole, the thing you were telling us about the Vancouver tradition of uh, clapping for healthcare workers. Oh,
1: okay. So has that caught caught on in the States? Have you seen it or heard of it anywhere? No. Wow. Uh, Okay. So I'd say now two and a half to three, the first week of quarantine, true quarantine near the end, uh, some news articles, uh, got written about this thing that people were starting to do in downtown Vancouver in the high rises at seven o'clock every night. Uh, which is when the healthcare workers changed shifts, everybody was going out onto their balconies, clapping, cheering, banging pots and pans, just kind of in honor, you know, to honor those that are on the front lines right now for everybody. And, and we, we like Alex, Alex showed us um, in the house. And then uh, that, I think it was that night we we're like, fuck it, let's do it. So we went outside and our next door, we live in a house, like we live in a building of six units next to each other and then there's another house with six units and it's like kind of like like that and it was us and then a wife and her two kids were outside too doing it so we did you know we did it we banged away oh, yeah this is, and it felt weird because it was just like us um we kept doing it every night and I would say two weeks later like I don't need because I, I had I would set a a phone reminder at 659 to go outside you don't need to set it anymore. Like the whole fucking neighborhood is just going off at seven o'clock cheering for the healthcare workers. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. It really is. And can
0: yeah. you see the healthcare workers like changing the shifts? Is this in your line of sight? No, or is it just, it's no. like uh, symbolic?
1: It's symbolic. It's yeah. definitely symbolic. Yeah.
0: But that's awesome. Um, that's heartwarming.
1: It gives me hope <laughs> for humanity. Cause lately I haven't had a lot of hope for humanity <laughs>
0: That is nice. And uh, I did want to bring it back around in case that was the end. I don't know. Do you have anything more to add?
1: Uh, not really. This is a fucking wild ride, man.
0: Yeah. And you're doing well? Everything, like, are you low stress? Honestly, like, like, you
1: feel good? I feel fucking great. So okay. it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing oh. well. Thank you for asking. Of
0: course. Uh, all right. Well, thanks so much for, for being on the podcast. I really yeah, man, appreciate. This fun. It. Cool. Spent too much time in California. Now I'm in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania.